And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary John Bon Jovial. Welcome aboard for another week of our music and everything else that we do here. Uh, we have a, a show with a couple of young artists from, uh, actually, let's see, one's from England, one's from Italy, and uh, we'll have them here in just a little bit. We want to say hello to Mary Perry up there in Rochester, New York, an accredited disability representative who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ, FM 106.3. Thank you so much, Mary Perry. We really appreciate that. And uh, want to say hello to all of our friends in Rochester and uh, welcome you aboard for another The David Bowers Awards. We have a, uh, it's going to be a really interesting show, I think, because uh, as I said, we've got some newer artists than uh, we're normally fortunate enough to have and we're looking forward to it because it's nice to get to know these artists early in their career and be able to follow them much as we did our last guest from a couple of weeks ago um wild horse from london or from england or from the uk and uh, we followed them through the last uh, what four years of their career and it's really exciting and really refreshing to watch them grow and to be able to share that growth with you uh, to the point where they have become uh, they become a force in rock music now and they're even branching out and showing that they can do you know other types of music rather than just pure rock and roll and uh, it's it's really exciting we're going to have a couple of uh, couple of artists like that on here today we'll be talking with and playing some of their music in just a little bit but first we want to take a moment to uh, to share some sad news, as uh, as you know, uh, last week we lost a legend in the music business and an American treasure, Mr. Charlie Daniels, and uh, it was something of a surprise. And of course, we were we were very taken aback, as was everybody in the music business, especially those who've known him and had a chance to meet him, talk to him, and and get to know the person that Charlie Daniels was, because Charlie was a very special person. He not only was a an excellent musician, a friend to everybody in the business, he was also an American, and whether you agreed with him or not, he was not afraid to voice his opinion, and he would stand by it to the end. And uh, you got to respect the man for that. Uh, comments, John Bon Jovial? Well, you know, we we got to know Charlie a little bit through the three or four interviews that we did with him. And while you're right, you know, politically, he would speak his mind. I agreed with some of the things he said. I disagreed with some of the things he said. But he never, ever once gave me an excuse to disrespect him or disrespect his opinions. He was a real, true patriot. He was a good man. And, uh, yeah, he made it to 83. He lived a good long life, but I wish he was still with us because he was great. I mean, there's just no, no way around it. He was such a huge talent. 
Uh, I mean, he was the musician's musician. He he could he could pick, he could fiddle, he could sing, he could write, he could entertain, and, and he always had a great one-liner. And he treated us with respect. He was always genuinely glad to be on the show with us. Absolutely, and uh, you, I think you uh, you summed it up very well. Uh, whether you agreed with him or not, you could always respect the man. And uh, I think that's one of the things that's made him stand apart, not only in the music world, but in Americana and as an American. He was, uh, he was what uh, we want our representatives of this country to be Darn and right. to personify. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, we had a, uh, he, he said many things of interest, import, and some things are kind of funny. I, I, I've got a clip here of his last interview that he did with us, and uh, it's just a short clip, but I'm going to play it for you and uh, let you listen to it because I think, uh, I think it kind of sums up Charlie Daniels, the man. Let's let's roll that clip. Well, the Country Music Hall of Fame thing is, uh, I can't even articulate what I feel about it. It's just, it's such an honor, such a blessing from God that I just can't even put it in words. In fact, when they put the medallion around my neck, I don't even know what I'm going to say yet. I probably stand there and blubber, I guess, but uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of when when I got asked to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry, I uh, I said this is the this is the icing on top of the cake. And when I got asked to be a member of the Country Music Hall of Fame, I said this is the cherry on top of the icing. So that's about as well as I'm put. If what you put on top of the cherry, I really don't know. Charlie Daniels, gone but not forgotten, ever. I think the cheers pretty A much say it all, don't they? I mean, they what? The, the, he, they do. They brought he he brought people to their feet every every single time, and he was he was always such a gentleman with us. He he he, he was a yeah, genuine was. article. He really was. I let's we'll have a moment of silence to remember Charlie Daniels. Thank you very much. Uh, talking to Charlie was uh, was an honor and a pleasure, and uh, we're so glad we got to share that and also to share it with you. This is, of course, the David Bowers Awards, and we pride ourselves on every show being an award show so that every guest who's on here, however big or small, new or uh, longstanding, whatever their status, 
they are all automatically award winners. And uh, we are proud and happy to be able to do that and to also share some of the music that you might not otherwise get to hear and, of course, get to talk with the artists so that you can hear where they're coming from, what they have to say, what their feelings are, and we hope you enjoy it. We'd love to get your letters, your emails. You can send us your notes of what you like and what you don't like. We want to know that, too. Send them to david at thedavidbowers.com, and uh, we'll, uh, we read every single one of them. I can promise you that. We may not mention everyone on the air, but we do read each and every single one of them, and we appreciate hearing from you. Don't forget to contact the artist too because they like to hear from you that's how they find out what you like and don't like and uh, we always recommend you get a hold of them talk to them on their uh, on their social media uh, whether it's uh, twitter facebook linkedin whatever it is instagram stay in touch with them find out what's going on directly from the artist because hey you are why they do what they do and without you they don't have a job, it's, which the time and tide right now has pretty much shown with the lack of uh, being able to do uh, live shows. It pretty much shows that without the public, the artists don't have a job. John Bon Jovial, how are things in Bon Jovial land? Well, you know, we're here in Florida, which has a little minor problem with the coronavirus right now. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> Oh, really? uh, yeah, the other day, uh, you know, they, they broke the all-time record uh, of 15,300 certified infections in a 124-hour period. And, uh, David, I got to tell you, I'm almost afraid to go outside right now. It's just, it is so crazy. Uh, and people are just, you know, there, there, there are these people out there that are just saying that this whole nonsense of wearing a mask and social distancing is is all a big conspiracy set up by the government to control us and and folks that's just not the case and you know as as one uh comedian so aptly put it just wear the damn mask you know it it's it it's it's not exactly. like it it's it's not like you know you have to make terrible horrible awful sacrifices uh, and it could save your life. And so that's what's going on here in Florida. It is just, uh, uh, it's become the epicenter of the coronavirus worldwide now. Worldwide. Yes. Florida is the yep. hot spot. And, uh, figuratively we, and literally. We were, the other hot, we were the other hot spot before you uh, you took that uh, awful title away from us. Distinction, uh, yes. Here in Arizona, it has been horrible. Uh, we were up to, uh, as of this recording, uh, which was back on the 13th of July, uh, we are up to uh, 90% of our our facilities, our, our hospital facilities and ICU are in use, which doesn't leave you a lot of cushion for more, and we know it's not over yet. And it doesn't look like, honestly, it's going to be for, well, the words they use are foreseeable future which is uh, their way of saying longer than we'd like. And you're right, John Bon Jovial. Uh, it's, it is a little inconvenience. I hate wearing the damn masks. I don't like it either, but it, I do. It's something that we have to do. I think our society in a large part has become a very self-centered society. And this is a, 
non-selfish move, which goes against the the feelings right now. But, you know, the whole thing with the masks is, no, they are not going to protect you 100%, but they're going to go a long ways towards protecting somebody else. Now, even if you don't want to protect somebody else, you know, if that's not your thing and you don't care about the people that you come in contact with, stop and think that if the other guy felt that way, then he could be giving it to you. You know, look at it from that perspective. We're all in this together. And unless we all do our part, it's going to be an awful long time before we get over this. And that, my friend, is going to be the ultimate inconvenience. Yeah, and, you know, this we're all in it together thing, it's become a grossly overused cliche, but it's true. Yes. It, yes, it is, is really true. You know, in Europe, they're getting a handle on it. And uh, and they've seen, uh, look at Italy. Italy was, you know, the hot spot of the world. And they've managed to get uh, get a handle on it by actually getting the citizens of their country to agree, whether it was forced agreement or a voluntary agreement, uh, and, and now no. their infection rate is going way down. We can do the same thing you here do, in the United States, but people do just don't want to. what you have to do. Exactly right. And believe me, you talk about sacrifices, talk to some of the people that lived in the generations before us, the Depression, the 30s, the 40s with World War II, yeah. Uh, believe me, wearing a mask nothing. is a small, it's small, insignificant sacrifice. We need to do it. We got to move along because we've got a show to produce here, and we've got some music for you too. Our first guest is standing by. He comes from the United Kingdom and goes by a name that will be familiar to uh, just about everybody who's familiar with music. He is the UK's James Brown. And his music is a totally different type of music. We're going to give you a track right now, and then we're going to sit and talk with James for a little bit and find out all about the UK James Brown. Here he is with a tune called Blink.
Blink by James Brown from the UK. Let's, I'll tell you, yeah, that's, that's an interesting song. I really like that. Let's talk to James and see where the idea came from. Come on in here, James, and say hello. Hello. How are you doing? Doing fine. Great to have you here, James. What an interesting and original sound that was. It's, it's really unlike anything I've heard before. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm glad to hear that. Now, tell, tell us that you did, in fact, write that. I did. I did, in fact, write that. So uh, everything you heard there was written and recorded by me. Um, so, yeah, because it, it, well, I don't know. I don't, don't quite know where the idea came from. I just got this little guitar riff in my head, which is that the, like, the repeating, mm-hmm. slightly ethereal-sounding thing. Um, and I just went from there and just laid it on some recordings and just, well, I just ended up how it is, really. <laughs> It certainly did, and uh, it is an interesting, original, uh, slightly haunting, uh, mystical sound. It's uh, it's one of those things that you know you just want to put it back on and listen to it again because it's it's just that different. I uh, I really like that, especially with the the repetitive uh, beeping in the background blending in with the music. And I'm going to have to, li- I've listened to it, uh, I think, three times now. I'm going to have to listen to it again, because every time I do, I get distracted by the music, and I don't listen that closely to the lyric. Tell us a little bit about the thought of the lyric and the message there. Ah, now, with the lyrics, it's, uh, well, I suppose <laughs> what it means to me, it might mean differently to someone else. Um, but, I don't know, for me, it's, well... It's it's sort of it's a very personal personal set of lyrics. So uh, when I write lyrics, I I'm a big fan of personal emotional lyrics, and I um I oh, it it's sort of just writing from the heart, I guess. And it's what what mm-hmm. comes out is how you really feel, I suppose. So you don't go into it with a mindset of okay, I'm going to write this. I, I went into it with a mindset of okay, so I'm going to sit down with the music on. I'm going to think about how it makes me feel. And I'm just going to write how I feel. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I went for. Well, you sure came up with uh, with an original sound. And, yes, you can tell the the personal that comes through in both the lyric and the music. I mean, that's that's something that was thought out. You may have gotten the riff in your head and just sat down and worked with it. But you can tell that that's not something that, you know, you just went in the studio and put a pen to paper and wrote it out. This is something that you felt. And... Uh, before I let John Bon Jovi have a shot at you here, because we take turns, we, we team up on our guests. But before I do, I want to give our our listeners a little background on where you've come from, how you got to be where you are now, and uh, we'll also talk about the name in a bit in a minute. But uh, tell tell us about James Brown from the UK and how you got into music, how you developed yourself, and got to where you are now. Okay, so when I was about, so I'm 19 now, so when I was about six or seven through to the age of about nine or ten, uh, I used to play the classical guitar and the trumpet, um, and I really, really enjoyed it, but I can't, I can't quite remember the reason why, but I stopped doing it for a while, and then um, for about six years, I just, five or six years, I just had no music in my life, um, so I was just focused on other things, and just well, focused on growing up, I guess. But then when I was about 15, I... Um, I had some friends who were in a band, so their bass player quit just before they were going to do a little gig. Um, so they asked around, of course, well, 
no one played bass. So I was like, okay, well, I've played classical guitar. How different can bass really be? So I said I'd do it. So the day after, uh, we did a did a gig which we played um, some animal songs and uh, some songs by the Eagles, and I just absolutely loved it. So uh, I was in that band for about a year and a bit, and uh, started on bass, uh, and then I just kept going, picked up a guitar, and uh, started writing some songs. And I um, started recording when I was about seventeen, and yeah, just built from there really. Fantastic, John Bon Jovial. I know you want to. I know you want to get in here. Come on, sure, what's on your sure. Mind? <laughs> well, <laughs> James, welcome, and uh, it's really great to have you on the show with us. Uh, and I, I want to ask you about Blink. Um, I, I, I tell us to all guests because I, I think that as the artist, you need to know. I never get to hear the music until we actually hear it on our air, like I just did, and. Uh, uh, and uh, as David just said, yes, you do. You've got a very unique sound. It's original. I really like it. And the thing that I've noticed that not too many people do, or if they do, they don't do it well. But you kind of pulled it off here. Is that the use of harmonics uh, in the song, and it adds a very, very nice uh, aspect to it. Now, what what prompted you to want to do that? Ah, now I love harmonics. I think when they're used tastefully, they're just they, they give an incredible quality to the music but i think well tastefully is the key word in that um Absolutely. so i, I oof, well I, I i try and fiddle about with harmonics and quite a lot of the things i write but most of the time i find that it really just doesn't work or it just feels just a, bit, a bit unnecessary a bit superfluous but then it's just sometimes so i think the riff and most of the song is built around the sound that comes from those harmonics and I think without the harmonics, the song itself wouldn't work. So I was just messing around on an acoustic guitar with some harmonics and just like constructing some, constructing some chords by using the harmonics as different bits of chords. And I came up with the little riff, and I was like, okay, that's, that's really nice. And the harmonics work incredibly well. So without the harmonics in it, the riff is actually really, really, really simple, but the harmonics just make it what it is. Well, in this particular case, it really seems to me that the song... Uh, just wouldn't have anywhere near the quality that it has without that aspect of it. And and again, as or I the said, impact. yeah, or the impact. Uh, and and as I said, that there's just not that many people that that can do it. Um, I mean, I play guitar. Oh. I play guitar and uh, and not well, but I play it. And I love fooling around with harmonics too. But I would never pretend to try to put it into a song because I'm not really sure how to do it. Uh, so maybe someday I can take some lessons from you because you certainly did it, my friend. Oh, well, that's very <laughs> kind of you. I'll be uh, more than happy to. <laughs> James, I want to I get into this before we run out of time, and I do want to give you a chance also to tell the people how to find you, but tell us about the name. I know you're aware of the other James Brown that spent a little time doing some music over on this side of the pond, and... Tell us about <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, tell us, are you? Do you run into any complications? Uh, do you ever wish that you could you know, market yourself a little differently, or uh, you know, does the name complicate your professional life for you? Yeah, now that is a very interesting question. So. I think probably eighty percent of the people that I've met in my life have 
And I think they all think they're the first person. They have mentioned that I am actually called James Brown, like the singer, which is always quite something. Um, but it's so in terms of professionally with music, it, it hasn't because I feel like it's more of a talking point than a sticking point. Um, and I don't when I perform, I don't I tend to not go with James Brown because of the connotations of James Brown. So mm-hmm. I go with project names whenever I do a project, which I think is the way that I've worked around it, which is with all, almost good because it forces me to be more creative and come up with a mm-hmm. name that I feel fits a little bit better. So, and I, well, I don't, I haven't run into problems, but it, it has certainly come up quite a lot. That's an excellent attitude. I like your concept and the way you approach that. You don't let it be a, a sticking point. You don't use it as a crutch but you work it into, you know, who you are and what you do because it is inevitable, let's face it, for another, oh, at least the rest of this generation, uh, there's, going to be a, uh, there's going to be a recognition of the name. And uh, I, uh, it's really interesting. If that was an interesting question, you had an equally interesting answer. And uh, I'm really impressed with the way you thought that out. It is something that you do have to live with and sounds like you do it very well. Tell us real quickly in the time we have left, tell us how people can find you online. Oh, so um, I've got a lot of music online on Spotify and iTunes and Apple Music and all that sort of thing uh, under the name Stars and Telescopes, which is my project name, this sort of uh, folky, acoustic-y kind of sound uh, so yeah that is how you find it just uh, go on to Spotify Apple Music or wherever you find your music and just search Stars and Telescopes Stars and Telescopes well I'm glad that worked in because I knew about your Stars and Telescopes project and I was going to ask you more about that but uh, you did the uh, the perfect thing for a guest and the downfall of an interviewer you took away my question and answered it before I asked so just for that, I'm going, to, I'm going to turn it back to John Bon Jovial one more time and let him ask you a question. Yeah, uh, James, um, you know, I, I know that with this worldwide pandemic, it has really kind of cramped a lot of people's style, including our own over here, uh, especially me being in Florida, where it is just a, an unbelievable cluster you-know-what with this virus. But... Uh, and, you know, when this does eventually come to pass, uh, are you going to uh, take up the road and, and do some touring? Ah, now, when this whole pandemic is finished, uh, I'm going to university starting in September to do some um, to do music production. So I'm going to be going on to doing that. But hopefully I do hope to be spending my free time doing as much gigging as I possibly can. Because I think it's the element of music that I enjoy the most. And I would love to do more. And I would really, really love to get experience doing it and just just and, make it what I do. And, and when you do it, when you, when you go out uh, on a live gig, are you looking to do something with a small, intimate crowd, like in a small club with maybe 40 or 50 people? Or uh, do you have uh, designs in your life of, uh, you know, going to Wembley Stadium and playing in front of 50,000 people? Yeah, now I think uh, everybody has dreams of playing in front of 50,000 people, but I do think that the music, <laughs> it, it does suit the, um, the smaller setting a little better, perhaps. 
But True. well, one can dream, and uh, one can dream of fifty thousand people. <laughs> and there's nothing to stop you from doing both. That's absolutely right. <laughs> and collecting the paycheck well, listen, that they I'm offer a... too. Yeah, oh well, no, that too. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I thank you for coming and spending the time with us, and uh, really appreciate it. Want to mention to you also that uh, you know we're all over the internet, but I have a uh, Facebook page that is a groups page for music, and uh, you can find it just uh, just search uh, Facebook for uh, the David Bowers Awards. And uh, that's up there for our guests and anybody else in music to post their gigs, their music news, whatever they're doing that they want to share with the public. And uh, I am really impressed with your thought of going to university and working on music production. But uh, I want you to be able to know about that page use it and we'll pick up on it and share it with our followers on other pages. So keep that in the back of your mind and do keep in touch with us because we like to follow our guests and follow their careers. Keep in touch. Let us know what you're doing. Come back and see us again. Oh, well, thank you very much. That is very kind of you. And thank you for having me on. And uh, I'll be sure that when I do eventually sell out Wembley, I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We look forward to that. James, Thank you so much. We look forward to hearing from you again. Ladies and gentlemen, the UK is James Brown, and uh, here's a thing he calls Red and Hazel.
goes by the name of James Brown. He has some projects he works on, and he releases his music often under the name of the projects. The one is current is called Stars and Telescopes from the UK. James Brown, so much fun having you here with us. We have another guest who is relatively new to the business, too, and we're going to be talking with Gab Della Vega from Italy in just about, oh, three or four minutes after we listen to his tune, Perfect Texture. What is real and what is fake? Candace English, what's in front of me? Perfect Texture, synthesized. That's Gab De La Vega from Italy. Gab, how are you doing? Hey, guys. Nice to hear you. I'm fine. Thank you very much for having me. Fantastic, and thank you for staying up a little late tonight because I understand that as we're recording this, it's like, what, 12.30 where you are? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Brescia, Italy, so, yeah, it's like uh, 10.30, uh, midnight. No, wait, it's uh, almost uh, like 20, 20 to 1. In the morning. <laughs> yeah, right, 12.30 so, in the morning, yeah. It's, it, you think it gets confusing for you. I have to do this all the time. <laughs> but we're, we're so glad yeah. you're here with us today. Tell us a little bit about your career and who you are. So I, I started playing music in a punk rock and hardcore band. And uh, since 2011, I started playing solo music with my acoustic guitar. And uh, with this project that Gab De La Vega put out, uh, this is my third record, which is called uh, Beyond Space and Time. It came out last January. 
And before that, I put out two other records, two LPs and two, two EPs. And since the previous uh, release, which was uh, I Want Nothing, which came out in 2017, I went basically full band. So I had drums, uh, electric bass, and electric guitar, my acoustic guitar and vocals. And I liked that experiment very much, so I decided to put out the new record as a full band record. And uh, it's, it's basically brand new, but I, I had to stop just uh, after one month since the release because of the pandemic, of course. But yes, that's, in short, that's my story. <laughs> Very well said. I'm, uh, I'm glad I asked, and uh, thank you for sharing that. Yes, that is, uh, that is interesting, and I like the fact that you started solo, went to a full band, and liked it so well that you continued with it. That's, that's good, and I like the fact that you're able to go either way as well. That could serve you well in your future. Uh, I had another question, and I just uh, I just kind of got my train of thought derailed here. But uh, tell us, what is Perfect Texture? I, I didn't get a chance to listen to the lyrics in depth. Tell us about the song. Uh, I conceived the lyrics of this song thinking of uh, the way that we uh, we tend to live it. Our interactions today in the in the in the world we live in, especially with all the social media. I mean, social media are great tools to connect each other. The way that the reason we're talking is possibly because uh, we we're using social media. So even you're in the United States now, I'm in Italy, but thanks to social media, we could connect. So it's a good thing. Exactly. But on the other hand, that gives you also a very uh, superficial glance on people's lives. So what you see is not necessarily what it is. And it's really easy to get uh, to get tricked into this this game, you know, of perceptions. Uh, and I think that eventually we 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 don't we we can't tell what's real and what's fake. So that's what also in the lyrics and what is real, what is fake. Uh, it says in the first line, and uh, that's pretty much about that. Like try to find a way to connect with people for real and in the real world and the way they, they are. And it's also about self-acceptance because uh, when people are scared of being judged, they tend to, to fake their uh, the, their lives, their, their appearances right. to people, and they, uh, they, they, they show something that's not real. And we should uh, try to accept ourselves and uh, accept the others as well. So that's pretty much what the song's about. Very good, very nicely stated, and I, I like your perspective. It's so true that uh, it's both social media and, for that matter, technology itself is a double-edged sword. It can bring you closer together, but it's superficial to a large degree. It does not replace direct contact with people. John Bon Jovial, you have a pensive look on your face. <laughs> Pensive. That's a good one. Uh, sure. Uh, well, hey, Gab, welcome to the show. It is just absolutely terrific to have you on here. And this song that we just played, Perfect Texture, I mean, I love it. Uh, the, the production values that you've put into this thing are obviously well thought out. And I'm wondering if, uh, you. if you have toyed at all in putting this song together with, uh, did you put together a mixture of analog and digital in your production of this, or is it strictly one or the other? Uh, no, so, well, the the process in the studio is, 
it's pretty much what it used to be. Um, it's always been, it's always been like we we recorded drums, uh, then we had bass and uh, guitar. So Simone Piccinelli, which is uh, the the producer, is also one of the musicians who played on the record. Uh, he is kind of uh, it's a gear geek. He knows everything about uh, instruments, um, gear, and guitars, amplifiers. So he he likes to to find that vintage vibe uh, that comes from the from the instruments. But on the other hand, he also knows his ways around uh, technology and digital stuff. So it's kind of a combination of the two things, which is I think it's pretty much what happens today. I mean. Some people today try to tend to exaggerate with uh, with technology, and on the other on the other hand, some some people uh, might uh, might not like uh, using technology in music. I think a good combination of two things brings uh, something interesting. And I can hear that. Uh, it, it, it's and that's why I asked the question because it seemed to me that somebody. Uh, that helped you produce this uh, was familiar with the concept of isolated uh, tracks and uh, the way the instrumentation would work, having the drummer behind a glass wall and that kind of thing. And uh, it really is pulled off very nicely. Now, this song, uh, Perfect Texture, is this a solo effort on your part or is, is this the full band? No, that's... Uh we played live full band as full band, but on the record, it was uh, there was a drummer, and then Simone Piccinelli was also produced the record. Uh, he played bass and electric guitar. I played the acoustic guitar, and I sang the vocals, of course. Uh, so it sounds like a full band, which uh, is actually uh, not on the, uh, in the in the in the times that we recorded the album, of course. But then we just we started playing and touring with as a full band that it was a four piece band, so yeah we can say like it's kind of a trick but it's a full band thing. Sure. Well, you've got a nice full sound there, and uh, in, in listening to it, you know it did. It sounded to me like you know you've got your lead guitars, you've got your keyboards, you've got your rhythm guitars, you've got your bass guitars, drummer, etc. So yeah, you you you've pulled it off uh, very nicely, David. Thank you. There is also uh, on this song. There's also featuring with uh, this this musician called Nicola Manzan, which is uh, a very good uh, multi instrumentalist from Italy. And uh, I asked him to, to be part of the song, and he, he said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, lay down something with my violin." And uh, he sent me the tracks. I was amazed because it sounded very good and perfect for the song. And uh, and I we agree. also worked very much on the on the mix on the mixing and uh, we wanted all the instruments to be defined but on the other hand to, uh, we wanted everything to be mixed together perfectly so I guess we, we accomplished that in my opinion yeah I think you did and I, I was impressed with that violin there uh, you know you, you think of rock music you don't think so much of violins as a rule and uh, I I couldn't help but think how how well the violin was worked in and as you said it was melded into the sound so that it was distinctive but it belonged there it was right for the tune and uh, that's exactly what you want to try to do you did it well now Thank where you, is like Brescia you're welcome where's where uh, so Brescia it's, uh, it's, it's uh, Brescia is in between between Milan and Venice it's in the north we are like uh, let's say uh, 100 kilometers like 70 miles east uh, from Milan 
Okay, so you're 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 up in the uh, northern part of Italy. Has the uh, I, I was going to say has the pandemic affected you, but that's a dumb question. We know it has. It's affected everybody. Are you doing any any work at all? For example, uh, you know, live stream or anything like that. Oh well, like my my area, my region was the one that was affected the most in Italy, and with impressive numbers, very scary numbers. So we yes, were hit yes, by the pandemic in the early stages. So when you guys, United States, would uh, were seeing the the pictures coming from Italy, it was probably from uh, my area. But the good thing is that thanks to the lockdown, all the safety measures, now things got so much better. Uh, people. Likely, they, they, they follow the guidelines, they follow the, the safety measures. So I'm happy and glad to say that in the last weekend on Friday and Sunday, I could get, go back to playing li- actual awesome. live shows, <laughs> which awesome. is something that I couldn't, I didn't think was possible just a few w- weeks back. So I'm very happy. Like I, play, I played Milan yesterday and I played uh, Vicenza, which is like between here and, and Venice. Uh, on Friday, and uh, it felt very good. I'm very happy. I did some live stream before, of course, when it was wasn't possible to play live music. But yeah, I'm playing live shows, and I have actually have like a few others lined up uh, for the future, for the near future. Okay, now I know you were on the phone. I, I don't know if you heard me telling uh, our last guest there, James Brown, uh, we, that page that I have on Facebook where you can post your events, your music, and everything. Yeah, uh, it's a Yes, uh, feel free to use that. That's what it's there for. You're going to do you. a live stream, put it on there, and we'll pick it up and share it with our followers on our other social media platforms. So feel free to use it. That's what it's there for. We want you to. Thank you very much. I will, definitely. You're very welcome, and thank you for coming and uh, joining us here on our little get-together and sharing your music and your story. What's the immediate future for Gab de la Vega? So I'm playing another couple of uh, uh, shows this coming weekend. Unfortunately, for now, it's just acoustic because of the limitations for shows. It doesn't really allow to have full band uh, show, but uh, I'm, I'm glad I can still play acoustic shows just by myself on stage. And uh, so I'm going to play like this shows. Then I'm going to Germany and Czech Republic at the end of the month, beginning of August, because it's allowed now to, to leave the... The country and I, I I was impressed that I could book a few shows and I have like some shows for the summer at least uh, until August and then we'll see I don't know <laughs> <laughs> are you got any new music in the works uh no not really I mean I um, I'm trying to to keep promoting the the new album which came out in January so I, I could just play like six shows with the band when it came out to promote it. And then I was supposed mm-hmm. to tour throughout all springtime and possibly summer and, and on. But uh, the pandemic got it, got in the way. So uh, I, I, that's basically brand new music. So I'm, I keep pushing, I, I keep pushing that for now. Sure. Sure. Now quick, before we have to leave, tell the folks how they can find you online, uh, how to get in touch with you. And of course, most importantly, how to buy your music. Oh, great. So I, my music, I, for those people who use digital uh, platforms, it's all on the main digital, digital platforms, so Spotify, Apple Music, blah, blah, blah. 
you can buy vinyl records if you're into that or CDs uh, from epidemicrecords.net, which is my label. And uh, I have like cheap uh, shipping rates to the United States if anyone is interested. Uh, and you can find me on social media such as Facebook uh, as Gab de la Vega, so slash Gab de la Vega Music or Instagram slash uh, or at Gab de la Vega XBX. And that's, that's pretty much it, I guess. There are a few videos of mine on YouTube. If you want to check out the, the video clip, the music video for Perfect Texture, it features a very nice car, which uh, if anyone is familiar with Back to the Future uh, knows what car I'm talking about. Okay, I think I, I think I remember having seen that car somewhere before. Gab, thank you so oh, yeah. much again for spending time. Thank, thank you, you so for much for spending time with us today. I, I really, that's the one thing about doing the show with no video. Uh, we step on each other's lines every now and then, and I think I just did. Did you want to get something in there that uh, I stopped you from saying? No, no, I just want to thank you for, for having me on your show. I'm very uh, happy and I feel honored that, you, that I was your guest. And uh, thanks for spreading great music. I really enjoy it. And, and the, the musician I play for, uh, James Brown uh, from the UK, was very good. And uh, well, thanks again for having me. You're absolutely welcome. We've got about 30 seconds left. Tell us about Phoenix from the Flames. Phoenix from the Flames is the opening track on the record. It's about uh, when people kick you in the guts, then you you have to react, which is probably what we have to do right now in the situations we're living. So that's it. Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's called Phoenix from the Flames. It's by Gab De La Vega, and here it is.
think we can I think we can fill an extra 30 seconds to a minute. Okay, we'll I'll get it filling and be keep your eye up with time. Uh, yeah, we got one minute, a little less than a minute. Okay. <laughs> Phoenix from the Flames. That's Gab de la Vega from Brescia, Italy. And before that, James Brown from the UK. A really interesting show. I really enjoyed. We had a couple of younger artists, artists that have not been in the business that long. And uh, I, I think it was really interesting. I love talking to artists early in their careers and then being able to follow them as they grow and mature. Don't you, John Bon Jovial? Oh, it is. And your example earlier in the show of Wild Horse is a prime example of watching a band mature, uh, showing its raw talent, and then really honing it into something special. And I think that these two guys that we just spoke with uh, have a good future ahead of them. I agree. I agree 100%. And they're both class acts. That's that's what I like too. The fact that uh, you know they're not they're not on some trip, and they're not all wrapped up in their own little world. They've got uh, good heads on their shoulders. They've got plans for what they're going to do. And uh, like I said, they're they're class acts. It was a pleasure having them with us. We thank you so much, James Brown from the UK, and God de la Vega from Italy for spending time with us here on the David Bowers Awards. We'll be back next week. We hope you will, too. John Bon Jovial, take us home. What an enjoyable show today. We had a couple of really good, highly talented musicians. Not that the others aren't, but uh, I tell you what, I really enjoyed uh, the music today, especially James Brown and his use of, of uh, harmonics. Uh, on uh, It was really something kind of special. Anyway, folks, you did it again, and we sure are glad that you did. You spent another perfectly good hour with uh, David and I here at the David Bowers Awards, and uh, we'll be back again next week to do it all over again. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to follow The David Bowers Awards on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and uh, join us next week, if you will, for The David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on W. WRFZ-FM, that's 106.3 on the FM radio dial. That's called Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 to 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously and happy geeky engineer, uh, I am yours truly, the guy that loves you all and tells you to wash your hands every week, keep your distance, mind your P's and Q's, listen to your mother. I am the legendary John Bon Jovial saying that we will see you next week right here at the David Bowers Awards.